Hey listener, welcome to the Brotherly Just podcast, an Afrocentric podcast that focuses on realizable improvements in the areas of relationships, faith, and all things self. I'm your host, Tayo. Let's get into this week's episode. Hey, Just family, welcome to another episode of the Brotherly Just. I trust that you guys have all been doing great. I trust that you guys are doing well. I mean, it's been a week since I last checked in on you guys, but I hope you haven't been up to anything crazy, anything too wild since I've been away. It hasn't been that long, guys, so come on. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you must have been on your best behavior. Besides, it's the month of love, which means that for a lot of people, um, at least for those who celebrate Valentine's Day, this past month or this past week was probably a good one for you. You know, I think with this February being the month of love, you know, you just know that come the 14th of February, you can expect a little nice treat, compliments of your partner, your crush, your husband, your wife, whatever, so have you. You just know that come the 14th of February, something nice awaits you, you know, so there's always that air of expectation. There's that air of anticipation as to, you know, what's going to happen that day. What am I going to receive? And it's often like a very good time and it's obviously a very exciting time for those that are in relationships. But, you know, whilst there is those people that do celebrate it and do enjoy it, unfortunately, there are those others who this season is a period in which they dread because it comes with that unavoidable reminder that you are single you know, it doesn't help the fact that there's that song that goes around every Valentine's Day that repi- reminds people of their singlehood. <laughs> you know that song, Valentine's is coming. Where is your boyfriend? Yeah, that one. Um, funny song, but yeah, I think it's a funny but a sad reminder to some people who are single that you are single. And I know that for a lot of people that are single, you know, they don't find it to be much of a big deal. I mean, there's even couples that don't consider the day to be a big deal. Um, And even for singles, um, there are a lot of single events that happen on the 14th of February in which people can participate in. And you don't necessarily need a partner or you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend to to partake in the day's activities and to enjoy the day's activities. But as I said, while there is those people that do participate in it and do experience it and do enjoy it, unfortunately, there's another set and another group of people who feel and experience the sad emotions that often come with being single. So, I wanted to spend some time today talking about the latter sets of people as I feel that the challenges and the struggles experienced during this particular life phase of singlehood, especially as an adult, is something that's not spoken enough about. So the topic for today is actually called the challenges of singlehood, the challenges of singlehood. So For me, I recall a time before getting married that I was maneuvering through the single life phase and, you know, I was testing out the dating pond. I was trying to see what was out there, but I found myself growing ever so increasingly frustrated. You know, the more that time would pass, the longer I'd find myself in this life phase, um, I would find myself getting very frustrated. Now, 
I know that sounds contrary to what you would hear and what you'd probably come to expect from a man in their late 20s with a budding career, with money, independence, all of that stuff. But the thing for me was this, is that I was trying to do singlehood very differently to the way that society had come to expect from a young professional such as myself and from a man such as myself. So I know for me personally, for starters, just to get the elephant out of the room, I was not trying to have sex during my singlehood. (laughs) Yeah, and I think for most people, this is probably the most contentious issue about singlehood is the whole issue on how to manage and how to dictate your sex life. Because the truth is, it's a very important area of our lives. It's something that we can't avoid as we grow older. Um, You know, physically, our body has wants and needs. Um, We're constantly bombarded with sexual images and, you know, things while we're watching tv so it almost becomes like unavoidable you know in the workplace it's something that people talk about quite a bit um you know around the water cooler people mention um what they got up to that weekend and they can't help but drop the fact that oh you know they saw this person or they saw that person and this is what they did so we're constantly like reminded and we're constantly surrounded by all things sex. And I think that things get even more complicated, sorry, the moment that you add the faith layer to it, you know, because for someone like myself with the Christian upbringing that I was raised on and the background that I had, we were taught that and we believe that abstinence, at least until you're married, is the way to go. But... I, like many people out there, found that going to be very, very, very tough. And like the saying goes in Pigeon, body no be firewood, <laughs> which lightly translated means that you're incapable of keeping yourself warm on your own. You know, you need to engage in physical activity. You need to be with someone in order to create that warmth and that fire. But... I found that to be the biggest challenge with being single because for me as a guy at least naturally after your body has gone on for a period of time without physical activity it begins to long for that attention that comes with physical interaction you know I know with guys you know we experience things like wet dreams I'm not too sure what happens you know with the female anatomy and the female biology, but, you know, with guys, you know, you you experience things like wet dreams and all of those other things. And like I said, you know, it, it's, it's, it becomes something that's very difficult to maneuver. It becomes something that is very difficult to sustain, you know, the abstinence thing. Um, and if you were like me, or anything like me, you are probably trying your best to uphold your moral compass by abstaining. But even if you weren't like me in terms of a moral compass, you're most likely not trying to get into bed with every Tom and Lucy that you come across because you just don't know what their real story is. 
You just don't know what their real story is. You don't know anything about this person. And isn't that the most scariest thing really with being single and trying to date in your adulthood is that lack of time is that because you're both so busy with your respective lives, time is almost of the essence, it seems. And without even realizing it or even intending for it to be that way, the moment that you meet someone, someone that you like, someone that you have a connection with, the timer, that 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 ticking timer automatically goes off and it begins and before you know it, it becomes a case of how soon are you going to sleep with this person as opposed to whether you're going to sleep with this person or not. And for many people, this is a pressure that you can almost always do without. <laughs> because in spite of not necessarily knowing this person's sexual history and their sexual health, it also just creates a potential situation in which the relationship becomes even harder to leave should you decide to end it because now you've got a physical connection and attachment to this person. Another challenge that I found with being single was the inability to fully trust someone. I think this also lends itself partly to what I just mentioned now about having to operate within a certain time constraint when you are dating or when you're getting to know someone in your adult ages. It's something that I think we take for granted when you are younger, you know, because you never realize, nor do you actually really appreciate the fact that you are afforded so much time to truly get to know someone and genuinely connect to who they are and get to know them for who they are beyond where they work, how much money they make and the things that are supposedly important the older that you get right so for me trust was something that i struggled with immensely throughout my mid-20s after leaving varsity and moving to a different city meeting new people trying to date trust was something that i just struggled with i just couldn't bring myself to fully opening up and trusting someone with my heart um in fact what had happened is that I found myself actually turning to safe spaces and tried and tested friendships that I had had for a prolonged period of time for my comfort. Um, I actually remember there was one friend in particular I was very close to and we had been friends since varsity and we maintained such a good friendship even after varsity and I remember thinking and feeling that this was the only person that I could potentially entrust my heart with and my feelings to, to, because this was the only person that I felt a genuine connection with. But she was based in a different province and she was based in a different city. And because of the distance and other complexities, I had to end my pursuits for something more than friendship with her. But, and that's just the thing, right? Is that Genuine connections are so few and far between that sometimes when you miss that train, you begin to fear if one will ever arrive again to pick you up. So the question then becomes, how then do we navigate these challenges that we face during singlehood? How then do we 
navigate and maneuver these challenges of dating as an adult. I think I speak to the first of the two points I touched on with regards to the challenge of physical connection. So it may sound weird, but I think it's worth bringing this particular area up to God in prayer. And why I say this is because it's a very slippery slope. You may find yourself abstaining from sex, right? But because that there because there's that desire for physical pleasure, you could find yourself getting caught up in a bunch of other stuff such as masturbation, such as pornography for example, and Whilst it may feel safe to indulge in these habits in the secret place of your room, you just never know the potential effects it's going to have on you and your ability to express love and receive love in the future. Another way of dealing with this challenge is by being intentional about the sort of person that you decide to start talking to. So I remember that in my case, and i knew for example that i wasn't perfect at all in fact i was far from perfect and what i did was that on my own i was most likely to yeah sorry what i wanted to say was that i knew that on my own i was most likely going to fail you know if i tried to pursue this route of abstinence and purity you know if the other person didn't come to the party didn't come to the party for example so i knew that i needed to be with someone or date someone who was on the same train of thoughts as i was and so i was very intentional about it i made sure that any women that i dated or any woman that i dated was of a christian um background at the very least and was an active member of the church This was not to say that, you know, church folks in particular don't have sins or struggles. In fact, I think church folks probably have the most sin and the most struggles, <laughs> you know, um compared to can I call it non-church going folks. But what I think it helped with and what I found is that, you know, being with someone who would most likely appreciate where I was coming from and respect what I was trying to do was far easier than rather having to go to great lengths to explain or compromise with someone who doesn't quite get it. So, in this case you're probably better off being with someone who can hold you accountable and who you can hold accountable, you know, vice versa. Um someone who can lift you up when you're weak and someone that you can lift up when they're weak because inevitably it's something that's going to happen as you go along your journey of dating especially if you're trying to do it you know as a christian on the second challenge i think this is something that is a lot more difficult than the first one because i feel that with this one you actually need to put in a lot more effort so like the points i just mentioned now i think one has to be intentional about their efforts to find a genuine connection I think unfortunately the passive approach to getting to know someone doesn't quite work in the digital age and in the age of social media. You can't rely solely on 
what the person is either putting out there on the social media pro profiles as a reflection of who they are. Um, I'm sure that everybody's watched, you know, the Netflix drama series, The Tinder Swindler, and, you know, just how deceitful that guy was and just how much of a facade he was able to put up and to mislead women into thinking that he was something that he, he really is not. So you'd be doing yourself a very big disservice if you are forming opinions and forming assumptions about a person based on, you know, what they're putting on their social media, for example. So you need to dig deeper. You need to build relationships. Um, and in most cases, that actually involves sacrifices, sacrifices from both parties in terms of your efforts and in terms of your time. The relationship also needs to be built on interests outside of your profiles. You know, you need to see each other in normal settings, under normal conditions, as regularly as possible. You need to make a concerted effort to get to know each other's friends, families, colleagues, if possible. You need to take a liking to each other's interests. And more importantly, you need to do this over a period of time, which is where I think a lot of us also trip and fall is that we try to condense everything and we try to pack everything all into one date or into two dates. And we try, because time is of the essence, to formulate an opinion and an overall conclusion about whether this person is worth, you know, moving on with um, before actually getting to know them properly. Um, and as we can see, like in the case of that documentary, The Tinder Swindler, People are very good at hiding the truth. People are very good at hiding who they are. So there is no litmus test to this. There is no said period, so to say. But I would encourage you to obviously just take your time and try and learn and understand and get to know this person over a prolonged period of time. So I hope that was helpful. Um, as always, please leave me a comment to let me know what you think. I feel like I rambled on this episode. I don't know how you guys felt, but <laughs> hopefully what I said made sense. Um, you know, I was just speaking off the top of my mind and I just thought it would be an interesting topic to, to bring to the podcast, you know, just as, you know, we've just recently come out of Valentine's Day, you know, I just couldn't help but, you know, reflect back on my single days and think about the challenges that that come with being single so drop me a comment on apple podcasts if you are listening on spotify for example um, you can respond to the q a i'd like to find out from you guys you know what are some of the biggest challenges that you face or have faced during singlehood um, there's so many others i would have loved to get into but we can always do that another time and in another conversation um, I think that's where I'll leave it for now. Bye for now and have a great evening. So unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Brotherly Gist. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a comment in the comment section below, give the podcast a good rating and share it with your friends on social media. Join me next time for another exciting topic and discussion. But until then, take care and God bless.